<laughs> no, no, they were just all the hard doers from Mosman Park, you know. And they used to run like um, blackjack game and two up and poker and stuff in the back, illegal card games, you see. So I think it was 1931, the um, cops decided they'd crack down on it. Well, they came to the doors and the front and the back door and um, trapped everyone inside. And they, they charged everyone. Actually, my grandmother, Ethel Teresa, was charged with keeping unlicensed gaming pre- or illegal gaming pre- premises. She was tucked up in bed in Seven Glide Street, knew nothing about it. She was the owner of the premises, they said. One bloke who was the um, station master, he was in there. They had to, the cops had to let him out to go and let the train through at 8 o'clock or whatever it was. You know. <laughs> he had to go and wave the train through with the green flag at the station. There's another bloke. Another bloke ran up, the toilets were up in the back yard. Another bloke ran up to the loos and hid in the toilet. And when the cops grabbed him, he said, oh, no, I wasn't inside. I was only, I was on my way home from the train and I just ducked in here to have a wee, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, good excuse, mate. <laughs> so who uh, actually was on the premises? Who ran the... Ran the uh, Lindsay, Lindsay, Michael Lindsay ran the premises. So he rented it off... Oh, well, no, the, during the day, Alf, who... Um, he was bootmaker and overseer and everything. He used to he would be there and he would he would run it. But Lindsay used to run it mostly. But he used to run these illegal card games and stuff in the back. And so do you think your grandfather had any idea? Probably not. Probably not. Probably disgusted with the you know what was going on. But he he must have been running it in the fifties, the forties and fifties, because a mate of mine, um, Jim Phillips, reckoned he used to go in there and buy a packet of Craven A from my granddad. Well, he only came to Mozzie's in the, you know, after the war. Lived out, boarded with someone. He was like a boil maker, you know. So it was still going then? It was still going, yeah. And um, in the end, they... Um, oh, I'll get a little shut that door. Thanks. Um, in the end... Um, it wasn't a viable business anymore because television came in and you know people go went to the movies and things like that and um, they couldn't sell that they're two big full-size billiard tables they're beautiful things well they looked beautiful when I was a kid and um, they couldn't in the end they gave them away they gave one to South Fremantle Football Club and one to East Fremantle Football Club they probably still got them yeah and when you go into the shop you can't see it now but you used to be able to see um, where the where the table was set in the wasn't just on the floor they had brick pillars built up from the bottom and the table sat on these brick pillars so when they took the tables away they they patched the floor with a little piece of jarrah like that you know so that you'll see about a okay. dozen or, or 15 things where you know the legs were on the mm-hmm. going through the floor of the shop it's a gift shop or something now yeah. um thinking of guy street again when was its heyday when would you say that i'd say in the 1930s and 40s. In the 50s it started, started to drop off a bit. Why was that, do you think? Oh, I think people got more mobile. You know, people used to walk everywhere in those days. You know, they didn't have cars. It's only horse and cart transport or push bikes. But once, after the war when cars came, people got more mobile and they, you know, they went, moved around a lot more. And more land opened up. People went 